you guys so much for joining us to another edition of the Love Hour. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage. Um, Kev on stage is taking the day off, although he'll be live later on today. And hopefully by then everything will be worked out and you'll be back on like the Kev on stage channels and all will be well. Um, but in the meantime, between time, what we've done here today by popular de demand is get all the ladies um, of the real comedians of social media because RCSM is out. I will no longer lose that abbreviation like ever. I will spell out every letter, every syllable, everything will be completely spelled out moving forward. Why? Because that was a lot. That was, that was a lot. That was a lot. So uh, we have the ladies to some of your favorite comedians here with me. Um, Tony, is it Chantel or Chantel? Chantel. Chantel. <laughs> um, she is the boo to Anthony Doughboy Belcher. Then we have Sabrina Castro. She is the boo to Tony Baker and Farron Moore, who is the boo to Tahir more. We've had each of them on my channel, meaning the love hour at separate times. Farron was just on last week's episode, which was received really, really well. Um, I said this in that video, and I'll say it again just as an intro, um, that I am always really excited about people that are interested in the people in our ecosystem. And I know that the connections between the guys were made at All Deaf, um, it has spawned into something that's like a genuine friendship on screen and off screen. And so that makes my heart all warm and fuzzy inside. And so um, the fact that people see that, they're interested in that kind of makes me happy as well. So what we're going to do is go into some questions. This is actually a really special love hour. And I know you guys are going to be excited about it, all the listeners. The reason why is because there are no ads. Before coronavirus... We had plans to be on spring break this week. So my boys are actually on spring break um, this week. They don't have any homeschooling work that they're doing. And because of that, we originally had this week completely off on all platform channels. We didn't take any weeks off last year and we were tired trying to plan our vacations and you know, plan the podcast accordingly. Recording two and three podcasts in a week is like a lot. And so we built in some times that we were gonna take off, but child coronavirus got us all on house arrest. So we are at the house chilling. And so there won't be any ads. So we're gonna sit here and talk for the next um, 90 minutes or so. Unfortunately, like I said, I already wasted an hour of doing, trying to set this up. So if the ladies have to go and I'm running into your time, you have other things going on, just let me know and um, I'll cut this short. So what we've done is I posed to the audience questions that you guys wanted the ladies to answer. They have agreed so graciously to answer them. So we're going to start at the top. Who the heck are y'all? <laughs> what your name is <laughs> who you be with what's that what's that song things that make you smile what yeah smile? there you go <laughs> okay okay um so we'll start with Farron. we'll go to sabrina and then go to um tony so the question is who are you what do you do do you like long walks on the beach no i'm just playing um uh who are you what do you do professionally if you want to answer that uh brief synopsis of how you met your boo 
and um, your hobbies, your passions, your interests, anything, your elevator speech as far as who you are, take it away. All right. Hey, yo. <laughs> Fair more. Um, wife of to hear more. And I am uh, an event coordinator by trade. Uh, it's kind of my jam. I do it professionally um, and some stuff on the side. Uh, my specialty is uh, fundraisers, philanthropy, but uh, I just like getting people together to have fun. Um, and I, I'm sure by now everybody has heard of the kid as we call her. So <laughs> we have a kid. Um, and, uh, that's me. Oh, as far as hobbies, it changes a lot. I'm very flaky with hobbies. So. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sew and then, I don't know, then it was, I don't, now I'm playing piano. Like we'll see what comes up next. I don't know. <laughs> um, are you self-training or are you, um, taking lessons? No, it's, it's all self-training. Like I pretty much when uh, my sewing, I like made myself a bunch of dresses and skirts. And then I was like, oh, I'm over it. I've learned enough. <laughs> and I dropped it. And the sewing machines are like under my bed. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Or anything else you'd like to add? I was like, how did you meet to here? I'd never knew oh, that. How did you meet oh, to here? <laughs> we met in college. Yeah, we okay. met in college. It was my first year, his second year. Yeah. Um, and been, that was what, 15 years ago? So yeah, we've been kind of sort of together ever since. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I forgot who I said was next. <laughs> okay, so Sabrina here. Originally from New York, but now I live in California. Um, I actually make jewelry. I made these earrings. So if any oh. ladies are hip hop heads, I got the earrings for you. Um, <laughs> But I kind of do a little bit of anything you ask me to. Like, you know what I mean? If you need a chef, I was a professional chef for nine years. I still do it. Um, my hobbies are thinking about food, eating food, and thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner. <laughs> my life revolves around food. Um, and I met Tony by sliding in his DMs. Okay, energy. <laughs> I was like, hey. You kind of funny. And you got dimples. What are you about to do? And here we are. Um, it's been over two years. And it's been a fun ride. It's been super dope, actually. <laughs> okay, Tony. All right, you guys. My name is Tony. I am from Sacramento, California. Same place Dope is from. No, I did not meet him there. No, I did not know him there. Um, let's see. What do I do? I used to work. Now I usually just help out Anthony and what he's doing. Um, hobbies include anything photography, cooking. I'm trying to learn. So Sabrina, you have a cookbook. I need to get on it. Uh, <laughs> trying to learn how to cook a little better. Um, what else? Hiking. I like to do anything like hiking, photography, makeup. I'm trying to learn. So and of course, everybody knows I met Doughboy. He slid, he slid in my DMs. He yeah. did. <laughs> wasn't that the special. He, okay. <laughs> he just kind of slid and, you know, now we're here seven, six, seven months later. Okay. I just thought of a question that I didn't ask um, earlier, but I think you guys wouldn't mind. I'm going to write it down. 
Um, okay, next question is, um, ooh, okay. <laughs> Uh, do you ever feel like you're in your partner's shadows? Do you ever struggle with your own identity? And what I just add, um, added was, what do you believe is your biggest misconception about you, your relationship, you or your relationship? We don't have to do, or maybe the guys, if you want to do one about the guys. Good question, Melissa. <laughs> we'll keep the same oh, order. So, Erin, yeah, okay. Sabrina, Tony. So, um, that was a lot of questions. So, right. I address the ones I remember first. Okay. <laughs> um, as far as misconceptions, people think that I'm quiet and mean. And it's like, I am loud and incredibly goofy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the... I'm the, it takes me a minute to warm up to people. So I'm usually like, I'm fine being on, you know, and behind the scenes and just standoffish. And I like whisper my stupid stuff later when, when you know, the, the, the crowd is gone. But yeah, I'm the, the life of the party at home. Uh, to hear is very, very quiet, almost boring. <laughs> what was the other questions though? It was a, um, a lot. Sorry, um, I can write them in our chat so you guys can see them. So the next question is, do you ever feel like you're in your spouse's shadow or, or, and or do you struggle finding your own identity? I didn't so much struggle with that because I'm not much of um, on, I'm not like in front of the camera. I'm not on social media much. Anybody who has followed me we'll see like I post maybe six times a year like I'm trying to get better six is up from four last year so <laughs> I'm making it but um it, it was more, more so I just felt like I didn't have a name as far as I was the kid's mom and his wife so it was like coming from both sides and that that was a struggle internally but as far as out I just, I wasn't super concerned with people outside of us knowing who I am. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Do you think that plays a part simply because you guys were, well, I think it's twofold. I'm gonna try to get you to talk a little bit more. Um, do you think it's because you guys started dating pre to hear more and you've always been in the background of course, I mean, from what you just said by choice, so you never felt the need to like kind of establish yourself because you were never out in the forefront. That makes perfect sense that I've never given it a whole lot of thought because mm -hmm. I was comfortable, you know, so it wasn't um, it was never anything I struggled with like, oh, my God, I don't have a voice or, you know, people don't know me, it's like, I, I'm perfectly fine <laughs> with it. Um, so I think it was mostly because he, I just, you know, step aside, gave him his room to shine because that was his jam being the, being that person and, you know, being the, the funny guy and just having all eyes on him. And me, I'm like, uh, I'm like the, the bodyguard escort you out afterwards. I don't need to be up there in the light. 
do you feel uncomfortable in like the last two weeks um coming out more especially like I feel like after the podcast people are like I am team fair rent okay <laughs> who is she let me follow her what is she doing we she has a podcast let me consume all the things of this melanin goddess so do you feel is that uncomfortable for you no because I actually did perform when I was younger. So it's not like I'm afraid or get stage fright or anything like that. It's just, I'm just okay being, I um, feel like I'm more productive behind the scenes. Like he said, with wording is hard. Yeah. I didn't need him to say that, you know, I was part of the process, but it's like, you know, I want to help. What can I do? You know, help me find words because I can't, he can't look at them. So it has to be a surprise to everybody. So it's just that little something. I'm like, I'm a part of this project, you know, and I'm fine. It was like, yeah. So it was, I appreciate y'all wanting to know stuff, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm like super reserved. So (laughs) I just don't, and I don't see anything I'm doing is that exciting to, Mm -hmm. to, put out there but I mean people want to know for so bless y'all hearts (laughs) love it that was great answer okay Sabrina um do I ever feel like I'm in his shadow um no my personality is like really big I know that uh a lot of times people just look at me as Tony as Tony's girl in the beginning Mm -hmm. but once they get to know me they're like oh this is like an entire like different persona you know what I mean like I have things that I'm super passionate about I'm super goofy I'm like like once you get to know me and you realize like exactly who I am I'm no longer just Tony Baker's other half you know what I mean so I in the beginning I guess I felt kind of like am I in his shadow I do get I do get a lot like when I go live on Instagram, people be like, "Where's Tony?" And I'm like, "He's he's somewhere else." But let's talk about something else. You like you know, and I try to like you know, kind of get people to see me for me because there's a lot here. You know what I mean? Like, and I know a lot of people are always curious, like, why you know how did I get with Tony? Because if anybody really knows him, he is stubborn. Mm-hmm. he is before me like he he was on some like I'm gonna be single for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and then boom I came into the room <laughs> and I sweeped him off his feet and um and I just want to I want people to see exactly why you know what I mean and I like showing people exactly who I am so I'm not I'm never really concerned with like being in his shadow and also we're so much alike that I don't know. It's just, it's been fun. What's the other questions? Um, your biggest <laughs> misconception and do you struggle to find your own identity, which I think you answer, but your biggest misconception about yourself. Oh, about me. Oh, that I, this is so dumb that I'm the reason Tony went vegan or stopped eating meat. Actually, Tony, he's been off me when I met him mm-hmm. and I actually, that's one of the things that I was like, ooh, I was intrigued by. I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about you like eating a burger and then trying to kiss me. Like, I like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's like probably the biggest misconception is that I'm the reason. I'm, I'm not the reason. I just I'll feed him. 
better now because all he was he was living off of smoothies for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> eat beans and be just as happy. That was Tahir's response to everything. Anytime he wanted a drastic diet change, it was beans and smoothies. And it's like, dude, there's, he, there's he wanted that to survive. <laughs> there's other things. Um, that's, um, I think it's actually, that was one of the questions people, or I saw one question asking about like, how did you convert Tony to veganism or something like that? So I definitely think that that is a misconception that people have. And you saying that Tony is very stubborn, I think is really important to let people know that like, if Tony wanted to eat meat, he would just be eating meat. He's not one of those people that's like, oh, I want to be with this girl. She's vegan. I'm also going to be vegan. He would be out here like, nah, I'm going to eat meat. You're going to be with me or you're not. The end. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, Tony? Well, I feel like I'm in Anthony's shadow. No, I don't. I don't really. Yeah, no, I'll just answer that like that. <laughs> Um, he has a very big personality, but I feel like um, kind of like what um, you were saying about once people get to know you, you know, you can try to show like you have a lot to offer. So no, not necessarily in the shadow. As far as finding my identity goes, I'm 26. I'm the youngest person here. So I'm pretty sure everybody in their 20s kind of had to find their way, you know, who they are. So that's what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, before I met Anthony, I was doing my own YouTube um, with like my siblings and stuff. I plan on getting back to that, um, you know, grow my channel and everything. The biggest misconception, I think if people go to like my, um, like my social media, my Instagram specifically, people always think that I'm such a, a free spirit, um, you know, no cares in the world. And I'd be like, no, that's not me at all. I actually like stress. <laughs> a lot you know I'm very um type a with a lot of stuff that I do that's why I admire like Melissa a lot she's always like on point with everything that she's doing keeps the schedule and everything because that's me so girl except for today child <laughs> that was not your fault right <laughs> Listen, girl this thing was acting like a whole entire mess thank you Tony that was really nice oh wait wait I do have one go for it connection uh, and it's because of the game night videos. I am the nicest person ever. I just have resting bee face. <laughs> I am always happy to be there unless I'm hungry. I'm happy to be there, but I really want food. <laughs> if y'all ever think like, oh, Sabrina's mean, go to my Instagram, watch my stories, pull up to my live and you'll see I'm the, or DM me. I answer all my DMs. I am the sweetest. <laughs> uh, okay so next question I love this next question simply because um the four of us as a whole and we kind of talked about this a little bit are all in different stages of our relationship so Baron is married been with Tahir for 14 years 15 15 years and you guys have known each other for 20 no we've known each other for 15 years we've been married for seven Okay, got you. Okay, child was doing, I don't know what type of math I was doing. Okay, so they've known each other for 15 years, been together for seven years. That's a long time. And how old are you guys? Do you guys mind telling your ages? I don't care. Okay. 34. 34. So that's like not quite half your life. So that's a long, long time. And the years that matter, y'all were together. <laughs> okay, Sabrina. 
Uh, wait, what was the question? I'm, I'm Hello, um, how old are you and how long have you guys been together? Oh, how old? Okay, I'm 34. Um, and we've been together. Oh, three years. About to be three years this year. Uh, so a little over, it's been over two years. Okay, and then um, Tony. I'm 26, Anthony is 40, and we've been together for seven months. Okay, so part of the, hold on you guys, hold, we're gonna take a time out really quickly. I am not answering the questions because I see you guys telling me I need to answer the questions. And then Kevin just texts me, Melissa, you need to answer the questions. The reason I'm not answering the questions is because y'all know me. I'll be talking to y'all every single week. <laughs> y'all probably could guess what I'm going to say <laughs> on these questions in real, real life. Like I've been, we answered these questions for y'all. There, there isn't one question that I feel like I haven't previously answered um oh my gosh are you guys really being for real huh? are you guys <laughs> i cannot believe you guys are being for real right now and want you to answer yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm like genuinely surprised i was literally like i literally told the three of them before we started i'm not going to answer any of the questions okay See, no, nah, Melissa, you good. Oh no, that said no for real. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> All the comments started coming in quick. Right. Okay. <laughs> Child, y'all get on my nerves. Okay. Who am I? Melissa Fredericks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be petty. I'm not gonna be petty. Okay. Um, the real question you guys probably want to know is do I ever feel like I am in Kevin's shadows? I genuinely love the answers um, that are short answers for the new fans, Kev said. Okay. Um, the three of us, it's really interesting though, because I feel this push pull. And if you know, that's my new favorite thing, because it's a thing in storytelling. Um, and I experience it in real life. So I, um, I forever have been in the background and really feel no need to not be in the background at all, actually. Kevin wants me to be in more videos than I want to be. He wants me to do unpopular opinion. I haven't done one. Um, he wants me to do game night. I find something else to do um, because I just prefer not to do this. The love hour is my baby. It is my heart. Um, I genuinely love teaching and putting out really great information. And so that's why I am always going to show up on this platform. But when it comes to other things, I'd be trying not to do it. Even down to the fact of I've been texting to here and Farron for like the last week. Like, oh my gosh, people really like this video of me to here. I'm so excited because I'm always nervous about like sharing me. Like I find, I don't know, it's very, it's such a vulnerable experience of like exposing yourself to people and opening yourself up to criticism and what people have to say and trolls. <laughs> begin on my nerves. And so doing all of that, I'm always like, I prefer to keep those things um, private. And so with that, I also feel the need and responsibility to like, find my voice and use my voice and differentiate myself from Kev on stage and be to be more than just 
Kev on stage's wife, Miss Kev on stage. And I wear that branding really proudly um, because I am a married woman. So I wear that very proudly, but I always wanna be very aware that my voice is different than Kevin's. And I feel a responsibility to like put that out there. And so I do have this like push pull of like, please leave me alone. And also Melissa, you need to like use your voice and you have a responsibility and you have a call and y'all know I'm getting churchy. So I do feel that like push pull. Um, that was a long answer. And this is why I didn't want to answer. Um, do you struggle with your own identity? Um, absolutely. I struggle with what, how much of my life I want to put out there, how much I don't want to put out there, when I want to be seen, when I don't want to be seen, what do I want the Miss Kev on stage brand to be? Um, I'm really, really, really into like branding and like how I'm representing myself and not to a point of like, um, being fake, but also like making sure that I'm being responsible, making sure that I am being, you know, an accurate representation, a positive representation of black women. That is something that is like really important to me, making sure that I'm upholding the morals and the values that were instilled in me as a child, that I'm putting that out in the world. Okay, done. Um, this is why I don't want to answer. I want this to be light. And y'all know I don't know how to be light. I just stay swimming in the kiddie pool with a life vest on because I only know how to be deep. <laughs> Did you answer um, like people's misconception about you? Oh, my biggest misconception. I would say that, um, I don't know. I don't think that I often show the silly side of myself publicly. And so I think I come across as more um, firm and serious. And that's not to say that I'm not, like, let's be sure. <laughs> I am more of a no-nonsense person than I am a silly person. However, I can be really silly when I'm like really comfortable. And that's the part I think that people, when I was on that to hear thing, I think people were like, Yo, I didn't know. She's kind of funny. I don't get to show that side of myself because I don't bring that side of myself to the love hour. When I'm on the love hour, I'm like, this is in session. This is the words we need to learn. Y'all got it. Now go out there and be great in your marriage. And so people don't get to see that side of me all the time. Yeah, you're goofy. Yeah. Can be. Yes. You're, you're super silly. You're lot, lots of fun. Yeah. <laughs> High energy and. I, I don't think I show that all the time. Um, and I don't know if it's intentional or what, but I don't show it all the time. I, I prefer to be like, welcome to class, everybody. You give it to people Everybody's when you're comfortable ready? with them. Mm -hmm. Say it again. I say you give that to people when you're comfortable with them. So That's true. Yeah. I understand that. I do the same thing, which is. I think, it, we, I think we all have, oh, maybe you guys can answer this a shelled version of yourselves that's maybe protected from the outside world do you have that do you feel the need to like have an armor against the outside world i don't know no i no? feel like i'm always me um it's just like just levels to it yeah mm -hmm. so i'm always you're always gonna get me uh, you you 
you cannot accuse me of ever being phony or fake. Like it's always gonna be me. It's just levels to it. If I don't know you, then you're gonna get me, but not the 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 goofy in me. Because that, I mean, I feel like that could be, I guess, misperceived. So I'm just, you know, careful about that, but not so much like armored. Yeah. It's just like, you know, just watchful of who you peel those layers back for, I guess. That was a good analogy. Y'all know I like analogies and words, even though I'm not good at definitions. <laughs> Anything you guys want to add to that? I'm, um, I don't, I used to be very like to myself, but I, I would, I was always goofy. That's always the first person you met. You always met goofy Sabrina first because I struggled with depression my entire life. Mm, so my, okay, thing, my thing is I don't want anyone to feel what I feel. So are I you an empath? Yeah. Yeah. Like heavy. Like it's crazy. So I don't want anyone to ever feel sad around me. I don't want people to like, you know, if you feel sad around around me, yes, you can come to me and talk about it. I don't mean like that, like, hey, take that somewhere else. No. But I want everyone to feel good. I want everybody to walk away from me feeling like, yo, like I like being around her. You know what I mean? So like that was always somebody that, you know, you met first, but you never got to see everything else you know what I mean you a lot of people never knew that I had depression like or anxiety or whatever and I and I struggled with it like bad like re, like I've I've attempted to take my life before like it was bad you know what I mean and then but I'm, I'm way past that now but like now I'm just an open book because I feel like my story can help anybody so if I meet you on the street even a stranger, if you're going through something, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I went through that's similar with no fear and just in hopes that like, whatever. And if people try to use my story against me, I don't care because I'm, I'm the one putting it out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't use anything against me when I'm such an open book. Man, there's a lot of power in that, Sabrina. There's a lot of power in that. Part of the um, trepidation, I think with the vulnerability and sharing is that you give people the ammo to then use against you later. Right. And so you, you know, you want to hold pieces of yourself because you don't want to be a victim of your own sharing, you know? And so there's a lot of power in owning your story and being like, that's it. There, there's nothing you can tell me that will hurt, hurt me because I've owned the truth of who I am. That's right. really, that's powerful stuff. Can I ask you about, I don't know, we didn't talk about this, Sabrina, so feel free to direct me differently. Okay. Um, what caused your depression? Um, I just went through a lot as a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, I dealt with death very early, like close family close. members, like my uncle that like pretty much raised me, he, he died when I was young, my little cousin, I was 10 years old, she was eight years old, and she passed away. And I just spoke to her on the phone, like, days before wow. she passed away. So as a kid, I was like, wait, kids can die. And mm -hmm. then like, mm -hmm. I started becoming obsessed with like, death, right. And, you know, our mortality, and I was like, whoa, like, and then it kind of made me depressed, right. And then on top of that, my, my, my parents relationship, was terrible they were constantly fighting they never like stopped because I was in the room it was a constant it was like super aggressive and scary and I always felt like I was in the middle of it and then like you know other things that happened with like family members and 
there's a lot of alcoholism in my family. That's why I don't drink at all ever, not special occasions. You will never, if you ever see me drunk, that's because someone slipped me something. I do not drink ever at all. Um, yes. So like all this stuff as a kid, and then I come from a Caribbean background where it's like, get over it. Mm-hmm. You know, like depression or, you know, all that stuff like, oh, toughen up. Oh, don't cry. Right. You know what I mean? So I dealt with that instead of dealing with our emotions and like addressing it properly like if I would have like my mom's way better now but back then if I would have be like I feel this way she's like where did I go wrong it's like why why is this about you, you? I, I feel this way right and she'll blame it on herself and it was like a lot to deal with as a kid so like but then as I got older I became obsessed with like teaching myself about different mental health situations because my whole family especially on my dad's side that you know they dealt with a lot of stuff but they you know as Caribbean especially the men they're just so stubborn and they're so like well we can't show emotion we can't do this that it was like no one was able to guide me or tell me like yo it's okay to feel this way so I had to teach myself so luckily I came out of it I'm good and then that's why I feel like it's so important for me to put forth like that uh that light you know for me to be that person that makes even like strangers, you know, just feel good about themselves. So if you're ever depressed, anybody watching this, if you're ever depressed, DM me, let's talk about it. And I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you how I got through it. Um, that was great. Thank you for your vulnerability and transparency. Um, I appreciate that. And I know you've, I'm reading some of the comments and I know that that has helped some people. And I think that's really important. One thing that um, happened when we did the Love Hour After Dark with Tony and Doughboy is it was really important to, for me to show Doughboy Anthony um, in a different light. You know, he plays this character and he takes it on, you know, like Doughboy takes it on. Um, but Doughboy is such a self-aware, insightful, sweet, considerate person. He's not inconsiderate because he's also inconsiderate sometimes. But for the most part, when he he is thoughtful, he is considerate. He's a really, really, truly a really sweet guy. And I don't think people just kind of give him the like big galoof kind of role. And they don't recognize that like this really sweet person that is there. And I think you just kind of humanize yourself, Sabrina, beyond like an Instagram feed, allowing people to see um, a beautiful face that has struggles and a story. And that's what people want to see. When you look at an Instagram feed, it's so easy to compare yourself and then write the script of someone's life. That is not at all what actually happened. Look at this pretty person, this beautiful person. She probably did this and came from this and got this. And then look at what I got, nothing. Look what I came from, nothing. Look what's going on in my life, trash. And you don't know that that the story behind that Instagram feed may be more similar than what you think to yours. A hundred all the time. Okay, did, Tony, did you answer? Did you have something else you wanted to say? You, um, you saw me defend your man, didn't you? I Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought I you were going to say that in your biggest misconceptions because um, that is a misconception about Doughboy, but keep going. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, no, we were talking about like if we're comfortable sharing or opening up when you first meet somebody. And I was going to say, and I don't know, I don't know if it's just a me thing. Y'all can chime in, but I'm almost more comfortable coming on a platform like this or like on social media speaking my mind saying whatever I want not worrying about anybody giving me backlash for it 
versus I go to Melissa's house and, you know, you have people over and opening up one-on-one to a person because that's a little more, you know, personal, a little more um, intimate. And I feel like in that scenario, could that possibly give somebody um, like ammunition, you know, to say something crazy or whatever about me. So on social media, I don't really, it's not too much that I'm not comfortable sharing anyway, but in person, if you meet me, I have to really like be comfortable with you and then I'll open up. I get that. I'll agree. I, I get that because I feel like in a smaller setting, you don't know out of the five people you're in the room, if they're ready for you. Yeah. The social media setting, if it's like a hundred people watching, at least 20 of them are going to feel you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like you're more open to the public because at least somebody's going to be able to relate than like a five people situation at least with me I know that yeah well I'm really enlightened because I've never looked at it that way (laughs) I I mean I've said just in talking to Tahir and wanting to like learn how to market better and all of this is like I just didn't feel like anything I I do on a daily basis is worth sharing with all these people it's like who's that interested because I know that I'm not that interested in everybody's day-to-day life so um I've never thought of it as you know your your voice your story could resonate with uh with a few out of the many as opposed to because I'll sit one-on-one and I'll tell my whole life story to somebody if the conversation goes that way but out in the in the open and it's just out there in the universe I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my business Aaron is me I am Farron if there is nothing else I knew that we connected on when we went to Hawaii I was like Kev I really like Farron I don't we just spent five days and I think she's I'm her best friend she just doesn't know it yet because we will be out on tour and I'm like so tell me about your childhood Tony literally the first tour like the third stop I knew nothing about these guys I didn't know Tony like that. I didn't know to hear that way. I know none, none of them, none, none of them, none of them. And I was like, Tony, so tell me about yourself. We started talking about his mama, his dad. Like we started talking about all these things because for me, that's how I connect to people. Like I want to talk about, let me tell you about my parents' divorce and how that affected me and like how, so I can start crying and then you can tell me your story and you can start crying. And then we can talk about how we got to the other side. And now we're bonded through this like traumatic, intimate healing experience mm-hmm. <laughs> conversation. And then I walk away and I feel better and you feel better. And the next time we see each other, I'm like, I know her, like I can see you. I see your scars and I'm your friend, not despite, but because of them. Like I am that person. <laughs> I am that person. Like let's sit here and have an intimate conversation and like get down to the nitty gritty of life and stuff. And like, it, even that's why I pressed Sabrina a little bit. It was like, oh, well, if she wants to be open, child, talk about it. Like, tell me about yourself because I want to, um, because I struggled so much with feeling invisible, I'm always conscious of like, I wanna see you. Mm-hmm. Like, show me who you are. 
like I really that's literally who I am so that's funny I love like the dynamics here that's also something that I'm like super nerdy about is like I love when people have like we're all at different parts of our life and like all those things and so you get to hear like all these varying perspectives and opinions and it's like I thrive off that stuff John I'm excited <laughs> all right next question y'all ready yes yes okay okay next question I'm trying to see if they got something else let's go they said I'm giving a low-key sober drunk vibe in real life my when I am in a very comfortable setting I think that is my mood it is a sober drunk vibe because I will be like this and I'm like this and I get loud and I want to like get in your face like low-key that is that's that was accurate yes um okay were you always invested in your partner's comedy career yes Yes. Was you're doing comedy when you guys first met? Yes. He was um, doing theater and comedy and really trying to working on making a name for himself. Um, and by the time we got to the point of me moving out here, because this is where he wanted to be to to continue to really pursue his his passion, you know, it was just one conversation of basically me asking him if he had given himself an expiration date or a plan B or whatever, because I wanted to see just how serious he was. And there, there wasn't anything else but that. And I was like, let's do it. And it's never been a conversation again. It's been all about just getting him to the point where he's doing this 100% professionally, like this is, this is it. And um, I mean, a few years ago we looked back and was like wow like this is like legit it because you know the first couple years you still doing other jobs you know <laughs> you still selling cars and like just he, he just did a, a lot of other stuff and um yeah but now this is like this is gold he's like even closer to where he wants to be and I'm like still here like biggest cheerleader like what's next well you know what your sights on now what we what we got going on next like I'm just you know right there all for it so always been invested so uh I love that answer because um I think a lot of the folks that move out to LA only have a plan a <laughs> and that's it uh Sabrina <laughs> um of, of course you know, I came in and Tony was already Tony Baker. Um, but I'm definitely his biggest cheerleader. Um, I support everything he does. I give him so many ideas. I'm always like, do this and do that. And like, how about, yo, you know what else would be really dope? Oh, you know what people would love to see from you? Like, you know what I mean? So I'm all about like, how can we make you be where you're supposed to be? Because we know Tony... Tony needs to be, same with Kev, same with, like, all, all the guys, they need to be out there on a bigger platform, and, like, I feel like everyone should just be bigger than what they are right now, and the potential is there, it's just about how do we get there, like, how do we get bigger, how do we get to, on some Kevin Hart, like, selling out football, <laughs> and, like, I feel like, you know, we all have the potential, like all, you know, all the men have the potential to do it. So when it comes to Tony, I'm just like, all right, how do we do it tomorrow? <laughs> like, how do we get in? And I know it's going to, it's 
slow and steady situation, but I'm always here to just like, just help him and support him. And like, you know, I never try to give him anything. Oh, you're going on the road again? Like, no, like go take that, take that gig. Like, let's go, you know? And yeah. Like when it came to SNL, I was like, you better audition for SNL. You better. Yeah. <laughs> You're so excited. Um, Tony. I know. And I'm sitting here like just cheesing, like listening, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> with me and Doe, like he, y'all, y'all know him and even his fans know him. Like he's always, um, wait, pause. The question was, have I always been into Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, invested. Um, We've been together seven months, so sure, yes. (laughs) Uh, Of course, I was a fan before. Um, I know a lot of people were like, "Why would you? Why would you date a fan? What? Because I can tell you about your content, what kind of stuff that you should be doing, and how." Like uh, Sabrina was saying, "How can we help grow this?" I love when um, he's always full of new ideas every day. Probably has about ten right now that he hasn't, you know, told me. So I love our brainstorming sessions where we can just sit down and be like, okay, well, how do you want to do this? You know, should I do this? I, I'm here for it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, next question. Are they able, the guys able to turn off their funny, their funny in serious or important matters? And if that answer is no, how do you deal with it? If that answer is yes, where was there a process to this and is there ever a point where they're funny their humor is a better way to say that um is there ever a point where their humor impacts your relationship negatively i think that's an insight a lot of people want to have and know because i think they just assume the guys are funny 24 7 and maybe you're married to a guy who is um so what's your take on that um no he's pretty like chill when he's at home he wants to to not to be that person Mm -hmm. um and actually because at home that's where I'm more comfortable I am actually more that person so I'm the the goofy one that that you know bouncing off the walls and constantly cracking jokes and he just gets to sit and just like be an audience at that point I should start selling tickets um but so it's just no we don't have a problem with him turning off his funny in in serious situations at all because I mean we we're I mean I guess I could say normal humans we get when it's a time to play and a time to be serious um and there's been times where it's been serious and I was the one to say some stupid just to break the ice. Like, okay, this is getting too intense. So, uh, but no, I don't, I don't have that issue. He doesn't have that issue. It's so there was like no learning curve to that. I never expected him to always be funny and always entertain me. And so it's just, yeah, he's, he needs time to be comfortable and chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do the guys ever, or does Tahir ever come home and literally feels exhausted from being on all day? Yes, absolutely. It's like, it's like I've been shooting for like the last six hours and I just, I just don't even want to like have to talk or respond to a comment for the next two hours. So it's like, okay, go and, you know, sit down. I don't know. Yeah. Do whatever you do, just sit and be quiet, whatever. 
just oh. be for a minute. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, Sabrina. Um, Tony's really quiet at home. I'm the one <laughs> that's on 110 <laughs> all the time. Like I'll randomly walk into the room where he's at and just start dancing. No music, nothing. I just start dancing. <laughs> look at me and he'll he might do this too but and then I'll just walk away you know what I mean but he's always just he's quiet he's super quiet at home and and I understand it because he talks for a living mm-hmm. so it's understandable and the dope part about I'm sure there's gonna be a question but about being with a comedian is that I get to be my full goofy self mm-hmm whether he's on or off, at least he knows and he can handle my super goofy moments. Mm-hmm. And I don't need him to entertain me, you know? I don't need him to constantly be funny. And, you know, I don't, like when he's quiet, in the beginning, I was like, why are you so quiet? Mm-hmm. You know how like we overthink things? Yeah. I'm like, hmm, is he okay? Is he all right? But now that I get it, I'm like, oh, He's just quiet. And um, yeah, so Tony's not always on. And when he's on, it's fun. It's it's not over the top. And I do feel like I have to say this. No. He does not say cram. He does not <laughs> say haberdashery and hemoglobins at home. <laughs> no. He, all those sayings that y'all hear in the voiceovers, that's not a part of our everyday conversation. <laughs> he doesn't go to the bedroom. No, none of that. The premium pumps, we don't, none of that happens. So I feel like I have to tell people that because a lot of people are like, does he just be saying? I'm like, no, he doesn't ever actually. I think that that is so funny. I really believe that, um, probably one of the biggest misconceptions with comedians and maybe even actors that play a role for like a long time is that there is a blending and confusion of reality and like the character and that's not to say that who you see online isn't an accurate representation of Tony isn't an accurate representation of Tahir isn't an accurate representation of Doughboy or of Kevin they their brand is an extension of who they actually are like there's no that's not inauthentic um but it is a heightened version of themselves and so that's not who they are when they're at home they're still themselves there's there's still a person there that is recognizable as that person that you see on screen but it's not that funny all the time got something to say being you know whatever it's not always that person um so I think that's really important that people kind of like differentiate those two even um child this troll I'm gonna go to her real real quick uh yesterday was in my comments actually this wasn't the one of my dms and she was like um your whole life is on blast like I know who you are your whole life is on blast and I was like oh girl if you think what you see online is my whole life then you got me twisted and she was like so you're calling yourself fake well you have a comprehension problem because those two things don't equate okay and I think that's the thing that people miss don't understand is that everything you see online is not everything you need to put a puzzle together and figure out who Melissa is who Tony Baker is who Kevin Fredericks is who um Doughboy is like you can't do that you can get a pretty good picture but it's not going to be the entirety of a full person 
Absolutely. Tony. So is Doughboy on all the time? Somebody said in the comments too that they could see like Tony and Tahir being chill at home. And it seems like Doughboy has a lot of energy. This man, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so yeah, he's 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 not always on, but majority of the time he is on. And I always tell people, no, he is exactly like what he appears to be on camera. A little more deep, obviously, but boy, from five o'clock in the morning to like two, you know, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, he is on twenty for sure. Um, I will say though, in the beginning of our relationship, we went to a comedy club, and I didn't have, I didn't, I guess, understand that on versus being at home and not. So he was getting ready for a comedy uh, comedy show and I was gonna go, or I was going, and I was all hyped up. You know, I'm excited. I love, I have always went to comedy clubs. So I'm hyped up, I'm excited, I'm getting dressed. And he's just like, just to himself, not, not speaking to me. And I'm like, I'm looking like a snack, I'm cute. You know, what's going on? And um, I think we even, I was going somewhere afterwards, so we even drove separate. So then we pulled up, I'm thinking, he gonna be like, oh, this is my girl, you know? No, it was none of that, actually. It was after the fact, of course. But in the beginning, he was just like, Tony, look, I'm focused. I'm trying to have a good set. This is how I prepare. And I was offended. I was hurt. I was offended. I was hurt. I, I ended up calling my mom. I was like, mom, what is wrong with this man? And she was like, no, like, that's normal, Tony. <laughs> like, you need to get used to that. So now, I understand it, but before it was definitely a learning process. But no, yeah, he's he's hyped up an extra 24-7. One thing, first of all, that's hysterical and that is 100% accurate. Doughboy is here to be on all day. Uh, but also Doughboy's like just a high energy person all day. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and then he, the things that like goes on in his mind, like everyone's just kind of chilling. He'd be like, y'all ever wonder why the ocean is- Let's <laughs> you guys saw his live last night he was talking about randomly he asked me do you think that there's mermaids and I was like I'm half asleep I don't know he gets on live mermaids I don't know what else they talked about I was just like Funny. have fun you know I'm not in the mental space right now for that, but that's him straight 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 dough um, dang, I was going to say something else, Chad, I forgot. Uh, this is a question Kevin said that I do need to answer, so I'm going to answer it as well. I love these answers, by the way. I really do think that it gives, again, like, I just like the idea of, like, humanizing these people, so they're more than just, like, you know, the favorite person that you follow on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the question? Whereas I always invested, yeah, it was an airplane story, Kev, but I don't remember what it is. Kev is texting me because I think that is what was on my mind. That's how you know you married because I forgot what I was going to say. And then he just texted me what I knew I was going to say. But now I don't remember the story. Tell me more of it in your text. Okay. Uh, was I always invested? Let me tell you something. My answer to that. Yep. You're exactly right, Kev. Okay. I'm going to go back to that. I have been invested in Kevin's career. Uh without even knowing I had to say yes. Because <laughs> we've been together since we were like 16. Like we've been together for a long time. You don't know what you're gonna do when you're 16 years old. And then 
when we were both working at the bank, if you are new here, I'm going to tell you guys a story. And maybe if you're old, maybe you haven't heard the whole story of how committed and a ride or die wife I am. So we were both working. Kev was working at Bank of America. I'm even giving out names. Normally I don't. Kev was working at Bank of America, killing it. This is before the housing market crash. You know, your bonus checks was real, real good. We was making like $35,000 a year, which 10 years ago, we was like, listen. Actually, it was more than 10 years ago. Anyways, um, we was out here making it. Look at us having a college degree, making $35,000. Anyways, that ain't no real money. Um, we were making it, and we thought we was out here. Kev left that job to come to Key Bank, where I was at. And I was like a favorite child. I was like excelling there. I had become a, I started as a um, management trainee and I worked my way up to a, um, assistant manager. Like I was out here being the favorite, okay? I was the golden child. Kev comes in here with his non wanting to work self and was messing up everything, messing up everything. So eventually he gets fired. When he gets fired, I am so committed that I'm like, y'all are not going to fire my husband and have me out here getting awards for employee of the year and my husband doesn't have a job. I quit. <sighs> I went looking for another job and I quit. And that is how I started working at Boeing. Wow. Right, I Cause I'd have been like, sorry, babe. <laughs> I was there. I was at key Bay. I was at that job. I mean, first of all, I was probably there for like seven or eight years. It got to the point where I knew what I was doing and had been there for so long. I thought I was like, Oh, I'm going to retire here. Like, this is where I'm gonna work. Like, I'd never thought we were gonna leave Washington. We had bought a house. By that time we were making more money cause we had worked our way up. We were getting bonuses. I had got licensed. Like we was out here thinking we was living the good life. Okay, we wasn't, but we thought we was. And I thought that's what, that was gonna be it. And they fired Kev and immediately, and I mean, immediately I went looking for another job. And that's how, how I got into aerospace was because, of, because I quit. I did think I was going to retire from the bank, Kev. So um, that was that. I feel like I would have done the exact same thing because like when we have a falling out with like a mutual friend, it's like, oh, you, you're not friends anymore? Me either. <laughs> and so I will go harder for Kev. And actually, I know this to be true of to here too. We will go harder for somebody messing over our partner or husbands more than they'll go hard against the person that screwed them over. Mm-hmm. And that it low key be making me mad because I'm like, why do you keep putting yourself out there to get your feelings hurt? Because all you want to do is help and show up and do this for this person to keep biting you and biting you and biting you. Now I'm irritated because now I'm looking at this person. I don't want to deal with you no more. I don't want to talk to you. Don't call my husband. Don't text him. Don't ask him nothing. This whole world is crashing down. Now you calling him trying to figure out social media. Don't at him or me. <laughs> Like it be, it frustrates me and Kev's like, no, I'll tell him and do it. And it's just irritating because I just feel like people do them so wrong and all they, they don't always reciprocate. And that's, it's frustrating. Like yeah. I'd be frustrated. Um, but the story I was going to tell is how serious Kev can be going back to Doughboy. Kev's the exact same way. We went to actually anywhere, any show you guys have been on the road or Sabrina's been on the road with Kev beforehand. Kev be like, I don't want people in here. To the point where he'd be like, I don't want your mama in here. Like, I need a moment to like this. Mm -hmm. And Kev will turn into a diva of an artist sometimes. 
for real though. Uh, because he like needs a moment to like center himself. So yeah. he definitely, definitely has those moments where he's like, nope. And Kev is on, he said, wow. <laughs> on um all the time. And he always feels he always feels the responsibility to like ensure people are having a good time. So he'll always like put on and make people laugh and you know show up as Kev on stage and that's exhausting so he definitely needs a moment to like center regroup and like have that moment of um solitude uh but he does it at home too and sometimes I mean I need space and then sometimes I could be really annoying too where I'm just like on his face like <laughs> when Sabrina says she dances I don't dance but I will just be like where are you doing <laughs> I will just walk in front of the TV and just be like this and be like, what are you doing? I need your attention. Uh, speaking of which, do you guys know your love languages? Yes. Well, okay. yeah, we talked about that, but oh, yeah. We did. <laughs> yeah. I don't love hours. Yeah, actually, I think I know all you guys' love languages. Okay, Karen, what's your love language? Mine is quality time and affection. Okay. Uh, physical touch? Yes, physical touch. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Sabrina? uh physical touch what was the other one i forgot food <laughs> <laughs> sabrina really loves okay. <laughs> anything can be fixed with me if tony brings me a like a plate or he's actually bringing me food right now i'm like i love you <laughs> what do you want <laughs> um i forgot what my other one was but i know it's definitely uh oh quality time and a and physical touch Quality time and physical stretch. Okay, Tony. Mine's definitely um, with Anthony, acts of service and mm, probably like probably quality time. Do you guys think that your um, love languages can change relationships or with every relationship? Because I didn't notice that until I got with Anthony and I was like, oh, I need you to do more. You know acts of service is not like which year you know no I think that I got as I don't I call myself needy to here says I'm not but I feel like the physical touch part I feel like I'm overwhelmed I get on my own nerves wanting just like just put your hand on my knee or something like just I'm sitting this close I need some physical contact but um I wasn't always that way but moving here I moved 2300 miles away from my family and so he and the kid was all I had until I made friends and really got out there. So I feel like that became a bigger thing once I was out here. And cause those touches reassured me like, we're okay. Like we're in this together. And now it's just like, Hey, if I'm within arm's reach, I need, I don't know, grab a finger or something, graze my elbow, do something. So yeah, that's, did yeah. you watch uh, Love is Blind? No. Oh, darn. You guys did? Do you guys mm -hmm. notice how Cameron was always like touching? <laughs> Very. Uh, and she did not seem like she was feeling that. Yeah. I was worried about well, him. What Farron just said is Cameron, and I was cringing. <laughs> Farron, I'm irritated by you touching her. You touch her one more time. I'm coming through the screen to smack you. Stop it. But like, there, there are people like that. So I just find that interesting. Kev's like that too, actually. Like he just be just tight. Oh my yeah. God. Um, 
uh, who else did we do? Do we do Sabrina's? We did Sabrina's. Tony, what's yours? We did mine. I said physical. Oh, that's right. Oh, you were asking if I could service. (laughs) I feel like I've read from um, the authors of that. Gary Chapman is his name. That they don't change. Um, But I feel like what could happen is maybe something is more extension. I don't know. I, I feel like I need to do research because you know I don't like talking off the cuff. So this is what I think, not what I know. But I feel like a need could be more accentuated in a relationship based on what they're giving you, but your core programming of what you need to feel love is always there. Mm, okay, that makes I sense. I don't know. I may have totally made that up. We should like totally, I'll ask Gary Chapman he won't respond but I'll ask him and see (laughs) if that changes I feel like I definitely but I will say this I took um the love language test recently and my actually my top two were still my top two they swapped and the gap between my top two and the last three widened like I'm very much quality time. I'm very much acts of service. And then all the other three are like, eh, um, I don't need words of affirmation. I don't need physical touch and I don't need gifts. Those are like, I don't need that. But the top two, like, especially time. I feel like that time is really because of conversation. Like I literally, I want to sit down and talk. I want to like, let's communicate. Okay. Um, so anyway, we should ask Gary Chapman that and see what he says. I will say this. I am I'm currently enjoying my love language right now. <laughs> Are those fries? Where did you even get fries from? Um, this place called Lettuce Feast. And they all, he also brought me this vegan biscuit uh, chicken bacon cheddar ranch sandwich, but I'm not gonna eat that on camera. But I just think it's and my love language is popping right now. I think it's really funny that you've been sitting here and then fries appeared. Right now, I'm like, this is perfect timing. It's just, it's, they're not chips, you know, like something that's in your cabinet. That's hilarious. Okay. What do you struggle? Okay. Do not what? Do you struggle with jealousy with him being on the road or do you ever feel like you are competing with fans? Girl, this is a good question. <laughs> you know what? Fans are not an issue. I feel like I'm competing with Kev and Doe and Tony. Girl! <laughs> Girl! That's what the point in time I thought I was going to block Doughboy's number. Yes. I was like, you've literally been with them for over a week. You got home and you're texting with them? Listen. Put your phone down. Put your phone down. I have yes. not seen you for a week. And because you're traveling, I don't call you all the time because I know you guys are like doing stuff and you're adding more content. So I'm leaving you alone. So you've heard from me. My tambourine. So like Facts. minimal contacts from me for the whole time you were gone and you get back and you're talking to the people you were with. <laughs> That's the issue. I'm fine with fans. We get stopped by them when i mean all the time they want to take pictures i'll take the picture for you i don't care i love you keep it coming it's great it makes him feel good it makes me feel good i take pictures of people taking pictures with him i love it but 
Kev, Oops. Tony, like that that whole thread. I've been on a lot recently too. What'd you say? And Kevin T here been on the phone a lot the phone a lot recently. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, perfect story. So we're headed somewhere and I was talking to him and he was like, give me a minute, I need to send this email. Fine, I get quiet. Like five to eight minutes pass. And then all of a sudden he's like, how do you spell echinacea? And I'm like, what does echinacea have to do? <laughs> and he's like, I'm texting Kev. I've been sitting quiet. The Wi-Fi's messing, <laughs> Wi messing up, enough, enough. There's something wrong with this, bye, bye, bye. Yes. <laughs> Coronavirus. I've been studying to hear. I was trying to to hear for his recipe. Yes. I've been sitting quiet for eight minutes. This is killing me because I talk. And you're like, I gotta text Kev what I took. Kev ain't never been sick before. Girl. <laughs> what did he do last time? <laughs> Why can't he help me, Fang? Dang, girl. Why he can't help me? What did you do That's last funny. time you were sick? Did this you... was different. This, <laughs> this was different. <laughs> I've never been sick like this before. And it didn't work. So it was a waste of time. <laughs> it did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I'm sweating. Uh, that's my answer to that. That is hysterical. I was spot on. I'm not gonna lie. I was, spot on. I was yeah. Because I'll wake up if I wake up after Tony, he's on his phone talking to them. Yes. Like it's like then people be like, oh, Tony's always on his phone. He's either looking for a video to post or in the group chat. There is no or. Oh looking up movie box office numbers that's it that's all tony does yep <laughs> here's checking how well a video did looking for a new video and chatting with them those are three things like constantly Constant. so it's yeah but that's that's the biggest thing it's like you're always with them literally always always <laughs> so i'm happy i'm not alone i'm so happy we talked about this great question <laughs> Somebody said Farrell was waiting on that question. Add something, but Tony, I want to see if you had anything you wanted to add. Um, same. Um, to speak on what we're talking about now, obviously. Um, he, Anthony, does this thing where he's like, we can be having a a cool conversation back and forth, back and forth. His phone go off, ding. Hold on, I'm mid sentence. It never, it never is. Hold on when when he wants to say something. But when I'm talking, oh. hey, hold on real quick. He's in his phone and his phone. And I'm like, okay, we literally had this talk last night and I was like, you got to stop. Doing, you you got to stop doing that. If you want to talk to your friends, hey, go for it. Just give me your undivided attention. Um, with with other like fans though, not really, I don't think I'm a jeal jealousy. Being jealous, that's really like ugly to me. Like, I don't, I don't play with that word, but, word, but um, not necessarily jealous. No. I mean, some people, you know, give him a little too friendly of a compliment and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to block you. But no, I don't get like overly jealous or think, oh, you finna steal my man. Like, I ain't worried. I ain't worried about him. So, no. <laughs> okay. As far as jealousy with fans, no, I love it. I'm here for it. Um, without the fans, where would they be? Because they really started this on social media. So without them... We, we, you know, we, we all wouldn't be here talking about this in the way that we are anyways. So I'm here for the fans, but 
yeah, when it comes to certain, um, I do notice that some women will try to disrespect me. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, you, you're, you're, you're trying to come for the wrong way because I'm so secure and our relationship is so secure <laughs> that we laugh about it. And it's just like, this is funny. So I've never, I've never been jealous. I've never been like worried in that sense. It's more like, a, oh, this is cute. Like you guys think that just because they're public figures that it's, you know, we're open for attack, but you can't like, don't try it. You know what I mean? It's, it's not necessary. And I don't know why people get off and not just women, a lot of men, why they get off attacking our relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's not jealousy. It's annoyance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, shut up. <laughs> we don't care. Uh, yeah, fans are annoying. Yeah, I would say 100% agree with everything that's been said, but I am going to add this. Okay. Um, and that is, it isn't, and I don't know that jealousy is the right word. I, I'm, I'm not a jealous person. I know this to be a fact. And really none of us could be with our spouse if we were because of the fact that they have all of these fans and they're constantly taking pictures and responding and like you, you would go insane. Um, so I, my natural disposition isn't that way, but I would say because quality time is my number one love language I definitely feel myself competing with his time so because he is filming a video because whether he's doing a game night that takes 50 hours that he always thinks is going to take two and it never it takes three days to film anyways um or they're looking for content or he's trying to respond in the discord or he's trying to network or he's trying so it's always a constant like there's only 24 hours in a day, bro. So we gonna need to figure out how to divvy this up so that things are used. Um, and I'm not like you, you have to grind like this business you have to grind. Okay. Like there's no off days. It's Sunday and here we are. Um, so there's no off days, but if our relationship is important, we have to make sure that we're still investing in that as well. Otherwise you're investing into your career and you'll make it to the type and I won't be there with you because we were not solid. So I do feel the need, Kevin literally is one of the hardest working men I know on the YouTube. Like this man does some of everything. <laughs> and sometimes I want to tell him, just say no just say no, just say you don't, just I'll tell them no, where's your phone? I'll text them no. Um, and so I do definitely feel like that competition in addition to fee, uh, to talking to Tahir and talking to Doughboy and talking to, like in addition to that, they're also all doing all of these other things and that's cutting into your day. And every moment that he's doing or talking to someone else, he's not doing or talking to me. I had a double entendre that I didn't mean, but you guys get what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next question. And to be fair, like I struggled with that at the very beginning of our relationship. Like Kevin and I've been married for 15 years together for 20 years. And that's a long time. That is a long time. So you and so a lot, oh, I'm huh? sorry. I saw a trip. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, well, no, no, go for it. Say what you were going to say. 
I was just like clarifying. So you are saying that you struggle with like being able to spend time with Kevin, not necessarily because I remember Kevin saying something um, on whichever, you know, platform, like he don't even go into his um, message requests. You know what I mean? Because he doesn't want to see like what's in there. So you didn't necessarily or I'll say it doesn't seem like you necessarily had to deal with, you know, the opposite sex coming. Oh, okay. Nice. No, I don't think so. I think Kev does a really good job of ensuring, like, if you come in Kev's DMs trying to, like, actually get at, you're being disrespectful. Like, mm-hmm. you can't be on Kev's platform and not know he's married. You can't, you just, that is this you, you lying. You just, mm-hmm. and you shame the devil, get out. Like, you're being disrespectful, period. Mm-hmm. So I won't, but because of that, people, I don't have that problem. Like, I don't really have that type of problem. It's just literally, Kevin wants to do everything. Like you guys remember Pinky? What is that Pinky and the Brain? Do you guys remember? Uh, what are we doing today? What we do every day, Pinky, taking over the world, or however that like intro thing is. Like that's Kevin every single day. Every single day. How can I do fifty eleven things in three hours? How can I do that? That's Kevin every day, and so I do feel like that kind of competition of time. Try to take over the world, okay? He's correcting me. I didn't know it. I didn't watch Pinky in the Brain. I just know the little, the little bit. Okay. Has your partner's popularity ever played a negative role in your relationship? No, I don't even, I guess, I guess I need an, an example because I don't even understand how that could be an issue or maybe we kind of addressed it already. Yeah, I would almost say we probably kind of addressed it already. Um, whether that be negativity or yeah, we'll skip it. Okay. Moving on. Um, how, oh, this is a good one. Have your personal goals changed as a result of being with your partner? How do you still pursue what you want to do? Oh, well, I mean, I work, uh, I'm corporate and I work a job that I actually love. So um, I'm a, like I said, an event coordinator, and that's something I, nothing has changed about that. That's what I love to do. I've been doing it for several years, and that hasn't changed, and who he is hasn't necessarily played a role in it. He does talk, he talks me up. He sells me better than I sell myself, because I just leave it at straight up event coordinator, and he has to tell people who I've worked with and all this stuff, and I'm like, people don't want to hear out, just Yes, what do I do? This is what I do. And I just answer the question. And but oh, you're the same person. <laughs> and he just goes on and on. So he could probably tell you what I do better than I can. Um, but it it hasn't my my goals professionally haven't changed. I'm fine regardless of how big he gets. I'm still because I enjoy it so much, I'm still gonna wanna do what I'm doing. And yeah, so it's not really affecting or is not so far hasn't changed anything. I love that answer. I think being able to be secure in um, having an identity outside of that, especially having like a corporate job. I, and I, I'm going to speak from my experience. I'm not going to make this very general because I'm, I'm relating to what you're saying. Before I was laid off because my job closed, we all know this, and moved to Ohio and I and I'm obviously still in California. Um, before that happened, 
one of the thing, one of the reasons I was able to be so secure with like being in the background, not even really trying to find my voice, like none of that is because I was, I liked my job. I was good at my job. I found purpose and meaning clocking into work. I found purpose and meaning clocking into work. I had no plans ever of quitting or leaving. I enjoyed what I did. I always, uh, you know, our company wasn't all that good all the time, but I did like, I enjoyed my coworkers. Like I enjoyed what I did. And so when that job ended and I was like literally thrust into this world and like kind of figuring it out in the tour world and kept wanting me to do that. That's when that kind of struggle kind of happened for me. So I definitely identify with like being able to have something. And I feel like what you're saying and what I'm saying is like that corporate nine to five where I'm good at it. It's a passion. And this is like, I find meaning in my day doing this. It's so much easier to be like, go and do what you do, boo. I'm here to support you because it is not a reflection or hindrance upon who I am. Yeah. The only thing that has, that changed was that I look, because I see his drive and how he's like, his hands are in so many different things. I was like, oh, I want to also do this I was freelance gonna ask you on the side. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. I also want to do this freelance on the side, but it's the same thing. And I'm still like, I'm still doing events and I'm still um, fundraisers. And like I said, fundraising philanthropy is my, the, my specialty. So I'm still doing that, but it's like, okay, also on the, on the side, in addition to this. So those are the, the things that you know, but other than that, my goal and passions and stuff have not changed. Uh, one last question I want to ask before we go to Sabrina. Do you, can you see a world in which you come on full time in the to hear more world in that kind of helping support role, whatever that may look like, even if being the front person isn't like necessarily what you're interested in. Can you, do you envision or can you see a world in which something like that happens and you leave your job? Leaving the corporate side, yes. Yeah. I feel like I, it would still have to be a part of what I do. Um, even if that's like event production for him. Mm -hmm. You know, just uh, because I enjoy the the process of uh, of producing, you know, bomb events. So I in, I enjoy that. So even if it's doing it for him, I could definitely see that. And we've talked about it in the past, like being able to build something to where, like, we're both full time focused on the same thing as opposed to kind of working pretty much working separate right now. Yeah. You know, so definitely. Good question or great answer. I love that answer. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't, I never envisioned a world in which I'm in it right now. That's just my honesty. I didn't. I think God forced me out of that job because I wouldn't have done it. Um, Sabrina? Um, one thing that I will say that Tony helped me realize is that I'm better off self-sufficient when it comes to making money. Um, because like I said before, I was a chef for nine years and I used to, you know, I used to work for music concerts. I used to travel and it was like my favorite job. And the reason I no longer do that is because I was working in a very male dominated field and being one of the very few females, I dealt with a lot of like grossness. We'll just say that. 
Mm-hmm. So it became, it became too much because I never gave in to that. So I just had to like leave because I started feeling overly sexualized in that realm. So I'm like, okay, I can't deal with that. I'm not, I'm not in a place like I, I'm going to end up chopping somebody in the neck. I need to go. And then, and then I ended up working, this is stupid. I ended up working for, uh, for the NBA afterwards still very male dominated but it wasn't that bad it actually wasn't that bad at all I loved I loved that job I worked for my favorite team the Knicks and it was the greatest thing ever the reason I no longer work for them is because my somebody because I don't want to put it out there too much said very inappropriate stuff to me and I was like bro I can't work I can't every job that I love I end up becoming a victim of like sexual harassment and I can't I can no longer work my favorite you know my favorite stuff because it's all male dominated and I became fearful of working for men pretty much like not overall like I'll still work for you know men or whatever but there's it just every job I fell in love with I had to be I was pushed out because of it so I was like what what am I gonna do like what am I gonna do that I love and not settle for and then I realized like I love crafting I love making jewelry I love I still love cooking if I cook for myself and like you know do uh personal chef stuff I did a lot of personal chef I did a lot of meal preps and then I started making earrings and then all this other stuff I'm like let me just work for myself and Tony was the one like yeah why don't you just work for yourself mm-hmm. like you be your own business because he's his own business so it's like uh, like I'm not going to push myself out of my favorite job because I am my favorite job. So he's made me realize like I'm all I need to be successful. And so I appreciate Tony for that. (laughs) You know, that's my, (laughs) I love that answer. I always say that Kevin gave me the gift of entrepreneurship and it sounds like that's what Tony gave to you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Tony. The reading just made me think about a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so have my goals changed? My dog sounded like they're about to start barking. Um, have my goals changed? Am I still pursuing them? I think that goes back to me saying that, you know, I'm still in my 20s. and still trying to figure it out. Um, I will say, though, me and Doe had a conversation about it before I moved down, you know, to L.A. And he was like, you know, are you passionate in, you know, your job that you're working now? And of course I wasn't, you know, as a regular customer service job, you have to literally be, be built for that. You know what I mean? To want to do that for forever. Um, and during the process of me working that job, I was actually going to enlist in the military because I'm, I think, similar to Anthony in the fact of when I have an idea, it's just go, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. But I knew that I was, you know, really creative, but I didn't know how to, how to like capitalize off of that. So I was like, okay, military. <laughs> I was like, that's something that I know that is stable. I had moved around a lot. So I was just like, I need something that's going to be stable, mm-hmm. um, you know, steady paycheck. So let me just go this route. And then when I met him, he was like, okay, well, let's, let's, you know, fuel or put forth fuel into your passion. And let's focus on that for like a year and see what you come out with. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Um, focusing, you know, on what I'm passionate about. How can I um like I said make money off of that so yeah that's it 
Um, I have one last question and then we have to cut it off because Kevin um, is about to film at two. So I'm trying to figure out, he, are you still in here, Kev? I don't understand. I think you mean in here, but you said there and I just wanted clarification. If you're in here, that's my question to you. Um, how many of you, which one of you guys consider yourselves um, like creative at heart? Tony? Do you consider yourself a creative at heart? Oh. Yes and no. Um, you saw that terrible painting that we showed you. <laughs> so I'm not artsy, but um, yes, the whole sewing thing and just event oh, yeah. production, yeah. Okay, love that. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. Kevin is going to come in here. I'm apologize, I have to cut this off like as abruptly as I absolutely did. Um, but Kev has to come in here at two. So um, I wanna make sure that I'm mindful and this started like, I'm so sorry, you guys. I am really sorry that this was just all kind of jacked up. Um, we can do a part two, cause there's a few questions or, I mean, it's really up to you guys if you guys wanna do that. Um, but in the meantime, I did ask the creative question, but I'm not answering. Um, in the meantime, um, I want to make sure that people who want to follow you um, have access to your socials. So you can shout out your socials and um, anything else you have going on. There were a few people that commented on your earrings, Sabrina. So you can make sure to say um, that information. And I think that's really it. Again, I'm so sorry, apologizing for um, cutting this off so abruptly, but Okay, I've got to be in here in the next two minutes. Um, my social, sorry, and I changed it on the screen. It's just at Farrymore on Instagram. That's pretty much the only place you can find me. I'm not on anything else. Okay, are you guys relaunching the podcast? Uh, yes, I have not given it a date yet because okay. I've been my hands been full, but uh, I will. Yeah. Okay. Cool beans. Um, Sabrina. Um, you can find me at Sabrina Sith on everything, everything. Um, and also, uh, I have a YouTube channel and also DM me, reach out to me. I'm here for you guys. And Tony, Tony changed hers as well. I changed mine. It is Chow Chantel underscore for my Instagram. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Thank you guys again so much for joining us. Thank you, ladies. This is like a lot of fun. I hope that people were able to see a little bit of the human side, not only of the guys, but of their better halves. You guys know I'm excited to do this because I'm always all about like women and women power and like what we do and represent. And the fact that we are they're the front man and they have what they do, but there's nothing that they do without our help and assistance. And it's like holding down the fort at home. And so I'm always about like shedding a light on that kind of stuff. Like, don't ever get it twisted. You get to do what you do because we at home holding it down. So um, I love shedding a light on the beautiful women of your favorite comedians. So thank you guys so much. I'm going to let you guys go. Actually, I'm not going to let you guys go. You guys are going to exit and then Kev's going to sit down. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, you guys.